0: Hello and welcome to the Modern Musclehead Podcast. This is Scott Tuzana of MetabolicMasterpiece.com along with my co-host Brian Cron of Briancron.com. I received a question recently on YouTube, a comment after one of my videos and one of my subscribers was asking me what, what my biggest mistakes were in the, the early years of my training and kind of what I've learned, mistakes I made along the way, what I've learned uh, throughout this process. So I thought that would make for a, a great conversation today uh, between Brian and I, just uh, sharing some of the mistakes that we've made throughout the years and uh, what we've learned along the way. Uh, for myself personally, I, I, I hate to look at them as mistakes because um, I've learned from them all and they've all gotten me to where I'm at today. So Mistakes, sure, if you want to look at them that way, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't be who I am today or lifting the way I am today if I hadn't made those mistakes in the first place. Um, so we're going to dive right into it. Brian, how's it going, man? Things are
1: going awesome. And I especially enjoy this uh, <laughs> this topic because reflecting back at all the mistakes I've made, it... Uh... Wow, it certainly gave me something to do last night. It, it probably occupied about three hours of my time. So
0: <laughs> it is fun. It is fun to re-reflect on it, and um, I mean, there's times you think, ah, "Mistakes? Come on, I didn't make any mistakes." But uh, <laughs> <laughs> there, there's certainly some. But it's reflecting on the overall journey and how far we've come. Uh, 25 plus years of lifting. It uh, it's uh, it's pretty wild. It's been a, a wild and fun ride for sure. And and really, when we think about it, it's we're just getting started, man. We're 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 just we're still early in our training years. We got lots of years of lifting ahead of us. Heck
1: yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. At least another 40. I want to be pumping iron when I'm 83
0: for sure without a doubt man without a doubt we're we're going to be the old the grumpy old men that that the young youtubers are are sharing they're going to be posting videos of us look at these old farts still friggin' lifting Sorry, man. you get older and grumpier look out all right i'll uh, i'll kick things off i i'd say Some of the mistakes I made early on in my training career, I started lifting at 14. Uh, Between 14 and 18, I was lifting in my parents' basement. So I had a York 2000 multi-gym a bench with uh, the cement-filled plates, and uh, that's what I had access to. Um, I'd say in the beginning, I I really lacked or I, I spent a disproportionate amount of time on my upper body compared to my lower body mainly because I think I, I didn't have a squat rack and squats weren't even a thought that entered my mind. Deadlifting was nothing I even heard of at that time. It's like, uh, the, the list of exercises that I had on my wall, like the templates that came with the, the York 2000 machine is basically what I was following. And like they had the leg extension and leg curls. I mean, that was pretty much the extent of my leg training at, uh, at that time, and I was doing full body workouts in those early years, but still most of my training was geared towards the upper body and, and the beach muscles i mean the, that was really what the the chicks were commenting on at the time they would comment on my arms and my abs, so whenever I heard positive feedback like that i 'm like well, fuck i 'm going to keep blasting away on these guns and and, and do a million crunches till i 'm blue in the face and that was kind of where my my early my focus early on was that was, that was one mm-hmm. of my biggest mistakes in the very beginning.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's probably a huge one for me too. Like my, th- my thing was, is I, you know, I, I started lifting weights cause I wanted to, I wanted to look better. You know, I wanted to look more like, you know, the guys I grew up with on, on the movie screens, mm-hmm. you know, in my day, that was, you know, Arnold and, uh, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme and these dudes, like I wanted to look like that. Um, I just had no idea, <laughs> How to, how to get that? Yeah, um, and I, and and subsequently, I, I would get frustrated easily, and then I would do something else that would kind of go totally opposite from that goal. You know, I you know I'd, I'd chase you know strength, or I'd tra- you know chase functional training or whatever, and and so that like, like the first mistake I make, and it's and it's one that took me years to to correct was just not not training for what I wanted, you know, mm. for what I really really wanted. So. I mean, you can do that to your own peril. Like if, if all you want are, are big arms and that's all you do is train big arms, you will probably get there eventually, but the rest of your your physique will look like shit. So you've kind of done yourself an enormous disservice. But I just think having that that drive of doing going on this quest one hundred percent about you and your goals really is a is a huge deal.
0: Without a doubt, man. Without a doubt. That's something I've been writing yeah. about a few times lately. Just being true. To- to yourself and um, going after your goals, not comparing yourself to others. I see a lot of guys really getting trapped into that, uh, idolizing other bigger dudes, especially like, well, even I, I've had conversation with uh, my buddy, fellow lightweight bodybuilder Adam Wilkes recently, and um, he's a really lightweight, uh, competing, getting ready to compete, and he's weighing close to 130 pounds. So he's, he's a little bit shorter than I am, but um, much smaller, and really comparing himself. Like every picture he was showing me, of guys like he's trying. Oh, I should be. I heard got this advice from this guy and this advice from this guy, and they're all like 220 pounds, and like, and obviously a little enhanced. So I'm like, yeah, you got to be careful where you're you're getting your advice from, and who you're idolizing, and and where you want to build yourself up to, um, and just focus on your on yourself, and that's. It's also something I'm really looking, talking a lot with um, the muscle activation technique specialist that I go see. Yeah. because we're built so different. Like he's he's constantly we're constantly talking about um, like levers, like how long our some limbs are, or certain bones or bone structure, how are uh, where our muscles insert and uh, and originate, and just the impact that all these things can have on how you perform and and how you grow and it's just it's stupid to even compare yourself to anyone else because uh, we're all built so different oh totally totally but I've Uh, also fallen into the trap of following other people's workout programs Uh, we were talking before we got on the call here about how I went through a phase in my early 30s where I was really got caught up in the whole short burst mainstream workouts where everything was like kind of Interval style, hit style. And um, it got me lean and it was, it kind of suited my lifestyle a little bit at the time because I was really busy. I wasn't getting as much enjoyment out of it, that's for sure. And it it just, it never really felt right to me. It was more like, well, it kind of suits my lifestyle right now. So I'll do it anyways. But it's more, it became more like a a chore to me. Uh, Training was something that I kind of had to do to, it was like, it's all about losing weight. I'm doing this to get, to lose weight and um, and it's trendy, so I, I kind of got into there. And as soon as I, what was that, the visit from Tom Venuto and, and doing that leg workout with him, that, I mean, that changed so many different things for me. Got me back into the bodybuilding mindset, and um, I've never looked back from that that moment. I was like, it, it just it lit that fire on my under my butt and and made me um, realizing what. Where my passion really lies, and uh, fuck, I, I I don't, I love every second in the gym now, and it really is a lifestyle when you're following, doing what you love and enjoy, and just forget what everyone else is doing out there, and don't get caught up in all the the nonsense.
1: Yeah, and I mean, and another thing is 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 I, I failed to seek, uh, ex- like seek the advice of true experts. Hmm. You know, like so. Not only did I not Embrace what I wanted. Um, I would try to. I would get advice from people who, you know, they just didn't have good advice to share. Like either they're just re- really, really gifted genetically, and you know what they what they said didn't apply to me, or they're you know juiced up beyond belief, and what they said didn't really apply to me. Um, so I mean, the, the handful of times I was able to, you know, get somebody who knew their shit and actually ask them an intelligent question, um, that would always kind of propel my training. Uh, leaps and bounds or at least get me thinking in, in better ways. Mm -hmm. So I think, but sometimes, you know, people like they'll see somebody, especially now, like uh, we came up way before the internet and shit. So, but like, especially now you see a a Jack physique or a rip physique and you're like, wow, I want to look like that guy or I want to look like that girl, you know, without going the extra mile and, and seeing, okay, are they that way (laughs) by the grace of their, their genetics and just lots of hard work or, did they come from somewhere? You know, did they, did they have an actual skill set that they that they can share with me? Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's uh, when I learned to figure that out. And don't get me wrong, I, I see a huge dude who's just super genetically gifted or even juiced up. I'll still be like, "Damn, dude, you look great. But like, what do you do for your shoulders?" Like us, you know. Right. Like, well, there's always going to be something
0: <laughs> something that you can take away. If you take yeah, away yeah, one but, golden nugget, one yeah. way to train, one technique that you weren't aware of, it's fucking awesome. I mean, it's worth yeah. its weight in gold right there.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I still like even a, a juiced up bro. I can still learn, learn something from him. Absolutely. I just won't, you know, drink all the Kool Aid. I'll just have a yeah. <laughs> have a few delicious sips. But uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Like I, I have a, a tough time relating to uh, to Ben Pekulski. He's such a huge freaking dude. Um, but I've learned a great deal when it comes to to exercise technique and, and different training absolutely. from So yeah, there's there's all different things uh, that you can learn from, from a variety of people out there. And ironically, the same person who asked me this question, like the biggest mistake that I, I, biggest mistakes I made when I was younger. He also, one of his first questions he asked me is um, the program. I still, the, the aesthetic muscle plan, how is it any better than um, him creating his own program for free based on his experience and, and logic. And like, I don't know who this guy was and, uh, so my response was um, along the lines of, "Well, it just it depends on um, how your knowledge or how your logic and and experience compares to my 25 years plus experience of training, uh, education, and uh, I mean, this is this is my freaking life. I mean, I'm constantly um, immersed in, in 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 this field, so." Uh, if you're more knowledgeable, more experienced than than me, then maybe you won't learn a whole lot from following my programs. Maybe you designing your own program would be better. Um, but I guarantee you'll pick up a few different things. There's I utilize a, a variety of training techniques and a variety of splits. Um, so I think even someone who has a great deal of experience, I mean, my the aesthetic muscle plan is really geared towards the intermediate and advanced lifters. So I think even the advanced lifters are learning a lot from my programs and I'm, even with all the experience and knowledge that I have, I still like to seek help from my fellow colleagues and experts, um, cause for a number of reasons to, we, we become creatures of habit. We, we kind of tend to fall into our own default mode, uh, at certain times and, um, even like going Tom Venuto one time, it was a simple little thing of him recommending that he noticed in some of my programming, well, you always have pull-ups at the beginning of your workout. Why not flip it over and, and put pull-ups at the end of your work? I'm like, well, damn. He's like, it's just, you become a creature habit at sometimes. And so just trying to break free from some of those things. And even if you only pull out one golden nugget, like you're just telling me, you see a big jack dude and pick one trick from it. You, there's always something to learn. I'm constantly learning. I swear I've learned more in the past two years than I did the previous 23 years. And just even though I'm always utilizing the old school fundamentals, there's there's still so much to learn and gain and so much experience to be had. Oh, totally, man. Um,
1: yeah. And, and and certainly one that uh, the next big thing I did, fuck, I did this for way too long, is uh, uh, program hopping. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you, you know, you don't really have your own training philosophy yet. So as soon as you read about something new or cool or supposedly worked for someone in a magazine, you're like ditching what you've been doing for the last two, three weeks and jumping onto the next thing. Yeah. You know, which is just, uh, yeah, just not good. So
0: never allowing yourself to progress on something and, and really experience it. Get, get the most out of it before moving on to something else.
1: Exactly, like you. It's if you have kind of a shitty program, but you follow it to the letter and try to do better every week until it, you just can't get any better. You know, it quote unquote stops working. That's way more effective than following the most awesome series of programs, but only following them for like one week. And then I'll try the other one for a week, and then bounce, bounce, bounce. Like that's a recipe for getting fucking nowhere. Hmm so, yeah,
0: yeah, intra I just uh, saw <laughs> I was just having a conversation about that in yeah. uh, one of the forums I belong to, and someone was they posted their training split and asked for our, our insights onto it what what we thought about it, state of their goals it's fat loss, and there's a few of us that responded looks looks good to me, roll with it and and see how it goes, and then the, the next morning, I check and he's like. Oh, I changed my mind. I'm going to do circuit training instead. And since my goal is fat loss, then I'll get back to the other side. I'm like, your other split was fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> once, you, once you have a plan, commit to it. Follow through with it and then move on from there. So, so many people are really second-guessing themselves. Mm-hmm. And like I said, flip-flopping all over the place. When you do that, you really never know how effective, like how your body responds to to a certain protocol because um, you never give it time to really work
1: yeah exactly exactly and uh uh, another thing i did wrong is uh i i chased uh, strength like way way too long (laughs) way too when which is nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with training to be bigger and stronger um but it just wasn't my goal like i wanted to look i just want to be muscular uh, have an aesthetic physique so whether or not i I hit a 405 bench i really couldn't give a shit like i'd like to Mm -hmm. but it's it's not my it's not my What I base my programming around. So, but I failed to, you know, for whatever reason I, I've I've always, for for years, I just gravitated to low rep kind of periodized programs, you know, designed around getting stronger in the big three, which eventually just got me nowhere,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, so ditto. Yeah. I mean, I still do those type of workouts. I probably two or three months out of the year, I have a phase, I call it movement based training and I, and I get in there and I, just chase the numbers in my logbook and it does great things for my physique just in t- well just in terms of have a, a mental break you yeah know, and, and i feel it always makes me feel like i'm getting to the, the nuts and bolts of lifting again which mm-hmm. i think is, is never a bad thing you know um but still man it's 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 spliced in for a purpose just to make my my bodybuilding workouts better not it's not the reason i train
0: right that's i ran into that problem in my early 20s that's well, late teens, early twenties, yeah. so say from 19 to about 23, 24 is all about heavy lifting, big compound movements. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, really didn't get me anywhere at all. And ironically, I mean, it used to drive me freaking nuts when I'd hear programs. Oh, that's, if you want to build muscle, that's all you need to do. This big lifts oh. it fucking drove me. Fuck it. it. Nothing drove me more crazy than hearing that advice out there. I'm like, that did nothing for me at all, except it led to a hell of a lot of injuries for me I think I'm just I think I'm relatively strong for a guy my size um, yeah. but I'm just I'm not built for it like I see some of the other guys who are my size or, or smaller and a hell of a lot stronger and and just like like my uh, MAT specialist saying that I mean we're all built We're built different some of those guys are just built for strength like that and uh, I was definitely lifting with my ego at that time uh-huh. And uh, man, just shoulder injuries and um, that still bother me from time to time. Every once in a while, I'm like, oh, fuck, that's, that's that old injury from 20 years ago that is kind of flaring up a bit. Um, and then my back, I'll never forget the, the one thing that really debilitated me for a while was um, walking into the gym and seeing some of my buddies doing heavy, stiff leg deadlifts. And I didn't warm up at all. I saw them doing it, and there's some chick around and they're all showing off i'm like well i can lift i can lift that no problem no warm-up went and did it and just pulled something my my lower back and i remember i mean i was 19 almost 20 years old and dealing with sciatic pain that just just agony every time i was sitting in class uh just it would just shoot down my leg and uh, it really uh it, it's, I spent a lot of time at the chiropractor and, and massage therapist trying to get that worked out and, and lots of little, uh, lots of therapies. And finally, finally got rid of that. But uh, kind of learned my lesson there for checking the ego at the door and um, <laughs> doing, doing a good freaking warm up. Yeah, is uh, yeah. key. Just stupid shit that I did, uh, did when I was younger there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. I still always keep a a progression model to my trading, but it's just, yeah, it's it's just not. It it doesn't hold this this place in my mind like, oh, I have to hit this hit this number, you know, this magic number, you know, because it's not (laughs) because it's going to do fuck all for my physique. So that's that's (laughs) that's the main reason I don't really. I I just stopped caring.
0: Yeah, yeah. I still, I mean, back then it was like the majority of my training was built around the heavy lifts, whereas now it's probably. 10-15% 10 15 percent of my training will be in that like three to five rep range, and the rest of the time I, I love I love the the moderate hypertrophy rep range and, and the high rep range. I fucking love. I oh, still yeah. like the sickest thing. I love the high rep leg presses is still my favorite fucking thing to do for legs right now. Just the burn, the pump, and my my legs just respond incredibly well to it. And it's just so easy on my joints and my back and. It's awesome. I, I, I love that shit.
1: Oh, absolutely. And yeah, I was thinking of a, of, a, of a final mistake that one that I might have made a little more recently, and I think it was failing to respect context hmm. um, and how cause I've learned that everything that we do in the gym, everything actually can work, you know, unless it's absolutely butthead retarded, like everything we do can work if it's applied in the right context. So, I mean, like we talk about program hopping, like, you know, you walk into a gym and you're like, okay, it's arm day. And you just blast through a bunch of arm exercises, you know, all willy nilly. And, you know, five days later you come in and you do it again. Another random set of exercises, just bang, bang, bang. Okay. That's stupid because, you know, you're not following a program. You're not having any form of progressive overload. Like what? Like that's dumb. That's not going to work. But then we take a step back, or perhaps that will work. Maybe the because maybe the goal of this particular workout is just to cause a bunch of metabolic stress, mm-hmm. or just to, just to get a really big blood pump, and just really, you know, saturate the muscles with blood, and 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 just kind of as a complete like shock to whatever had been done previously. Probably coming off of a low volume phase or something. Mm-hmm. Then I think that can work. So it's you know the 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 tools the same. It's just that the context is different. So I think I've learned uh, you know especially the last few years that you can make almost anything work you know if it's if it's the right tool for the, t- for the job it'll work
0: right and there's probably yeah. Yeah. there's probably a time and a place for that protocol yeah. somewhere in your yearly plan it doesn't, for sure it's because something's working for you at a certain time doesn't mean it's something you should be doing all like, the time.
1: Yeah doing 50 reps of an exercise is not the best way to build muscle but if you've never done 50 reps of an exercise, Buck you know, a duck man you are missing out on a just a different level of stimulation Like, mm-hmm. you know so try it
0: you know exactly that just it really comes down to change in variety something that we yeah. we talk about quite a bit on the podcast here and uh, I think that was that was one of my next mistakes I was gonna share is that uh, I mean in those early years I was doing the full body workouts and um, and then once I swear my body wasn't responding all that well to it switched to body part split routines because I was really into the muscle mags at that time and my body responded incredibly well to the body part split routine so but then I got married to that i my mistake was sticking with just body part split routines for way too too long yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, it's only been the past few years where um, I've learned to incorporate a variety of training splits and and every once in a while getting back to a full body routine where I am just focused on the compound lifts and and that's a small phase that can work really well for me in a short period of time when it can feed off the other phases that I'm doing, the higher volume work and the different kind of splits. So um, I think having that open mind and realizing, like you said, that all all these different methods work, you just got to find a way to work them, strategically plan them in, their, in your yearly plan. So you're doing them at the, the right time and for the right purpose.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And. Yeah, well, I mean, again, i always say it's the, it's the oldest personal training joke and or personal training trick in the in the book, and it's you get a new client, they, they're they're complaining that they're not growing or they're not you know making any progress. You look at what they're doing, and nine times out of ten, they've been doing the exact same shit for the last eight months. You do the opposite, and then they all of a sudden they start making progress, and they and the main thing is all of a sudden they're mentally engaged. And and they're like, oh, you're a genius. You know, your your programming is oh, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's, it's a cheesy trick, but it works. You yeah. know, because everything we do can work. It's just finding the right context.
0: Yeah, yeah. Change is often what people need. Yeah. It's just just the change. Yeah. I'd say uh, one of the other mistakes, especially um, late teens, like nineteen and early twenties was um, relying way too much on supplements. Or or being oh, too yeah. too naive when it came to supplements. I'll I'll, I'll blame Sean and Bill for that. <laughs> EAS. I that's why I was hooked on muscle media and uh, EAS products. I mean well at least it was like We had the CreaPure, the, the creatine in there, and uh, or phosphagen is what they called it, and then uh, their HMB uh, product there, Betagen I think is what they called that, and all their powders, and and then cutting and taking hydroxy cut, and just yeah, yeah. every freaking supplement under the sun, like GNC. Man, they—I they, my my kid's college education was invested back then. It's a, I'd have so much more money if I didn't blow it back then. Really, really expecting huge things from it. So so really being naive to the impact that supplements could have oh, on, dude, on my I, physique goals.
1: I, I still do too. I still yeah.
0: Do too. <laughs> I've cut I still, way back. Yeah, I,
1: still, I have a supplement tab that gets a little out of hand sometimes. <laughs> this my hobby, man. I mean, what else yeah. am I do? I got I, – I do this and I walk my bulldog. That's why I don't, you know, I don't have, that, these are my hobbies. I don't even have any <laughs> friends. I mean, come on, man. The UPS guy shows up with my supplements. and like, hey, man, what's up? Uh, hang out for a bit. He's like, uh, no, just sign here.
0: You know, it's, it's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. I was reminded of w- probably one of my early mistakes today when I was training at the gym. I saw uh, two young kids who, who just recently joined, totally new to training. One of the first things they started doing was concentration curls. And totally, I mean, that's, I think, as as a young lifter, um, I spent too much time, I, I was probably doing m- more volume than I needed to do, like, in those mm-hmm. early stages, probably not a bad idea to just focus on the compound lifts there and milk them for, for everything you got, kind of master the form and technique. Uh, if you want to sprinkle in a few little isolation exercises here and there, it's okay, but... Uh, Hey,
1: asshole, you know what I, you know, this trading phase I'm on, you know what I start my arm days with? Are you doing
0: concentration
1: curls? Fucking, yeah, I'm doing yeah, concentration but, curls you But you're,
0: you're 40, you're, you're 43, right? Two, uh,
1: <laughs> 42, 40 I know. 40 fucking Fuck something. Just,
0: uh, yeah, all these years of lifting. I've, dude, I've. Yeah. whenever I, because we did concentration curls at the beginning of summer, I believe, or early spring. And uh, we hadn't done them in ages. I'm like, what a freaking pump! It's, I know. They're awesome. We hadn't done them in a long time. Like, why have we not done these? But I don't. I don't really think they have much of a place for a no, complete no, no. newbie. Like we're talking young teenager here. It's uh, yeah. if
1: I was building, if you know, if somebody shoved a kid onto me and said, "Hey, you know, make this kid a beast. This is your the next twenty years of your life." You know, I would start them off. You know, definitely start them off with like gymnastics and martial arts. You know, stuff moving in three dimensions, like using, you know, engaging all their every all their muscles and in fluid motion, yada yada. And you know, whatever sport they even glanced at, I would throw them into it just to try and poke around, like not specializing. Then when they got to be like around weightlifting age, I do I put them on something like starting strength, like just basic five by fives, basic exercises, squats, deadlifts, benches. You know, do that for three years, then put them into something a little bit more like, uh, like an upper lower, like more like uh standard linear periodization. You know, something like a five three one or something. Mm-hmm. Get their strength base up even more, and then it'd be fucking it's bodybuilding time, man. Yeah. Then I'd, it'd be kitchen sink, and this this little bastard would be the most jacked sob at twenty five. He'd just be, <laughs> just be this walking ball of hate, and he'd have me to thank for it. <laughs>
0: You you sound just like I am with my, my son right now. Um, Shane is 14. It's prime time right now to, to introduce him to this. He's really into it. So just started high school and definitely chicks and all that stuff. So, wants to look good. Um, so, yeah, it's been about maybe five weeks that we've been doing this. And, and yeah. we're just sticking with the basics. I just go in there, one back exercise, one leg exercise, one chest exercise. Um, that's how we started off the first three weeks four weeks now we're now we're doing two exercises we do about four sets for each exercise um so like do bench press pull-ups squat and um next day might be the hack squat or the leg press dumbbell chest press uh, just something some sort of bigger compound movement and it's been really fun to see him progress he's just like i was back then he's just a, a scrawny little fuck um just a little, little lightweight guy, but he's responding incredibly mm-hmm. well. Like it's, it's great to see. And you should see Rick's son. Um, Rick started his son. It's been about. I've seen two him. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And he's just better. I mean, you see him now. It's just in the past three, four months. He's. Uh, he's uh, these, really starting to grow, and it's. Uh,
1: oh, these young kids piss me off, man. I mean, when they get when they get good tutelage like that, yeah, like fuck, they got potential.
0: I wish. I really wish I had that back then. Yeah. I really, really didn't have it, especially those first four to six years of training really didn't have a heck of a lot of guidance. Uh, right. My uncle was into it, but he really wasn't all that knowledgeable. Um, just the bare bone basics, probably what he was reading in the magazines. Well, fuck and, uh, you, t-
1: you tell Rick the next time I'm in Bell River, I'm going to beat his kid's ass. Just <laughs> it's just not fair, man. It's just yeah. anyway, good for him. Yeah. He's, he's going to be a big dude. It's,
0: it's good fun. It's good fun. I'm I'm, I'm loving it. And it's, I think my son's starting to realize how lucky he is to have me guiding him in the beginning because I see some of his buddies who are in there and there for like two and a half hours just doing excessive work than what they need and just running themselves down. And it's just an unnecessary work and with shitty form at that. So, uh, yeah, totally. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm really glad that he's into it right now because we had tried in the springtime. And uh, he wasn't all that into it. And yeah. I encouraged him a bit. I'm like, dude, you're going to be starting high school um, gym class. You're going to be testing your strength on bench press, front squat and pull ups. So I'm like, you're going to have to do this stuff and, and and sports like it's going to help you in hockey. It's going to help you with all these things. And in the springtime, which was just a few months ago, he it just wasn't his thing. But as soon as he started high school, it's like a switch flipped. And, and I asked him. Like this first week of school, I'm like, "You want to go hit the gym?" And he's like, "Yeah, okay." I'm like, "Oh, damn!" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah." I, I was all—I've never been so excited in my life. So it's—it's um, good to see him embracing it, and uh, I look forward to when my daughter gets this age because uh, she's all over this, and she's she's got the gymnastics background and just killer shoulders and and physique. So she's gonna she's gonna respond really well to this weight training. Nice.
1: Yes, she does have a very very good genetics. As I recall, she's fast too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just a little lightning bolt. Love it.
1: All right. So uh those were our mistakes. I continue to make many. Yeah. Um, but now I now I just make lifestyle marriage marital mistakes, but my trade mistakes are pretty kind of <laughs> gone by the wayside. I <laughs> just make finances. Life you
0: know. life mistakes. I uh, oh, read right, right a whole list on there. We we, we can't that would be we'd have a year's worth of podcasts right there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah, make little mistakes here and there, but constantly, uh, constantly learning, evolving, and that's that's the beauty of this. That's what makes it such a such a fun journey. It's you learn in the trenches by making those mistakes and learning from
1: them. Yeah. <laughs> yes, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, there's there's fun things along the way. Don't get me wrong. It's all it's not all just shit blowing up, and 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 it is fun. Just the mistakes do get a little unnerving, but yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, like those those times where you, you know you're feeling, you just, you don't have it, the back might be feeling a little weak, you're, you're tight in the hip or whatever, and you still fucking load a weight on the bar and squat when you should stop like a set earlier and just recover sooner and, and you could be back at it, your next scheduled workout, but you push a little bit too hard and then you're out for, for two weeks from that lift or, or, or dealing with aches and pains for longer than you should be.
1: Well, you know what? I got three months to gain ten pounds, man. So you're not gonna you're not gonna piss any negativity on my parade. Fuck no. Yeah, three months, ten pounds. You heard it.
0: I I I did that. <laughs> three Three and a half months, ten pounds heavier. Um, definitely not all muscle. <laughs> so we'll see. I'm anxious to see how much uh, how much muscle is left at the end of this cut. Well, I got
1: to get big, man. I'm going to Haiti, so I got to be I got to be big and intimidating up there. So <laughs> so see awesome. how it does.
0: You better get those arms to grow, man. I know, I know, man. Well, I'm working on it. (laughs) Watch my blog.
1: I'll have a program for that.
0: Sweet. Love it. BrianCron.com, Cranking out some killer content. As always, check out his site. Check out MetabolicMasterpiece.com. If you enjoy these topics, you enjoy our podcast, uh, hit us up on iTunes. Write a review. Give us a rating. We're also on Stitcher and SoundCloud. Uh, follow us there. Um, give us a rating and, and give us a review. Let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you and uh, hope these tips, little mistakes, and, and stuff that we've learned has uh, has uh, provided some insights into your journey as well. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next week or next episode, which will be less than a week. Right. Right on. Kick it out. Peace.